What's going on, guys? Welcome to the 18th episode of the IST CrossFit podcast. Uh, today, we're going to talk about endurance training and strength training, the benefits of each, maybe the downfalls of each, and what they are, and maybe what individuals need more of. Uh, we will define for today, there's a lot of debate on this, we've already been talking about it, the definition of endurance training as aerobic and cyclical, um, whereas the be- or strength training is physical exercise specializing with the use of resistance. So those are the two definitions. Uh, again, there's a lot of, I guess, debate whether what's a good definition of it or not. So we'll leave it at that for today. So uh, we'll get going. We'll talk about benefits of endurance training. We'll start with uh, Chris. All right. Well, in its most uh, basic and elemental form, endurance training, we're, it's, we broadly defined it. It may be sustainable. That means you could do it for long periods, uh, carry a conversation. Or you might be going very hard and like a one-minute hard pace. That is not sustainable. Uh, think of a 500-meter row pace. You're not able to do that or maintain that uh, pace for a 2,000-meter row. Um, but so getting into the benefits of uh, endurance training, it's going to give us an increased ability to recover from our training sessions, uh, from our strength training, as well as aerobic uh, and train uh, multiple days in a row, um, as opposed to the old um, thought of, well, I, need, I can train for one day, I need a whole day rest off, and I'll train for another day and then another day off. Um, the endurance training helps us to recover, uh, train more, and become um, fitter individuals. Uh, it increases our ability to utilize fuel, um, fat burning versus carbohydrates as a fuel source, uh, and helps us to regulate body fat distribution. Uh, Endurance training uh, can improve our cardiovascular health uh, and risk profile. Uh, It helps to decrease our resting heart rate, uh, increase our capillary density, which allows uh, improved delivery of oxygen to our working muscles. Uh, It helps to decrease uh, blood pressure and other uh, cardiovascular risk, uh, such as plaque buildup uh, in our arteries, lowers our blood pressure, decreases risk of cancers, uh, and just overall health and uh All set? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a few different ways to look at the benefits too from a health perspective. Obviously, there's many, many benefits, uh, and I think that's one of the biggest things you should take into consideration. Uh, if you're an unhealthy individual, you need to kind of build this endurance base. In terms of performance, I think endurance is kind of something you need as a base, uh, and it's something that would help even with strength training, right? Some of us might not even be in good enough shape or endurance shape uh, to go and do a couple sets of a resistance training movement. So if we get uh, better endurance, you could probably handle more volume. Uh, You're more prepared to actually train, whereas coming into training, you might not even have... uh, enough fitness to get enough volume in because you cannot recover from it. You just can't perform it at the correct pace. Uh, maybe it takes you two hours to get through three exercises. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I look at that as, I mean, coming from a back or a baseball background, Joe as well, like it's baseball, for example, would be a very power dominant sport. I think we can agree with that. But if you don't have some sort of aerobic base or endurance, then let's say you're practicing and you want to get 30, 40 swings in, or for Joe's sake, 50, 60, 70 pitches. 
you're going to be so gassed early on from having the lack of endurance and aerobic that you can't continue quality practice and quality movement. So I really think I see a benefit there with even our skills, um, movements or even, uh, our sports that we look at something even like weightlifting, right? If you're too fatigued to hit your third rep, uh, in a meet because you're not aerobic enough, I think that's a problem. So, or even a tr- second training yeah. session or third yeah. training session in yeah. a day. For or even in the first and training session, the later half might just become junk because you're so tired. And that's a that's a huge misconception in, for example, a sport like baseball, where there has been an argument for a super long time to the benefit or even the need to do uh, endurance training. For I was always told, and I mean. So say, for example, you're taking swings in the cage and on that given day, you want to take 50 swings, your first 10 swings, they feel awesome. Um, but then you have to rest a super long time and then you go into your second set, your first three swings of that 10 of that next set of 10 are good. And then your quality of the swing just starts to break down because you get tired while in a sport that requires a lot of like neuromuscular coordination and accumulation of quality reps to get better at your sport. If you don't have that endurance um, and just like overall ability to put in work over a prolonged period of time, you will not become a better baseball player. I think that's also kind of a good way to look at what we do with CrossFit. Um, Yeah, I think people's like the base of your training cyclical work is sometimes looked at as being monotonous whether that be in crossfit we utilize the salt bike the rower running um those are all examples of cyclical work but if you can't do the simple stuff there's no way you're going to be able to do the the fun hard harder sexy stuff like it just doesn't work that way um and that applies to all sports thankfully a sport like baseball has gotten a little bit better at understanding that but there are definitely still mm-hmm. sports and I just kind of feel that sometimes there's some uh, people dragging their feet through the mud mm-hmm. on the um, topic when it comes to endurance, especially in power sports. Yeah. Um, really, and- the bottom line is that the endurance work or the conditioning uh, really kind of sets the foundation for developing other sport qualities, athletic qualities um, and skills, right? Uh, so the endurance training is really... Uh, should be a, a high priority for everyone. And I mean, w- wouldn't we want better blood pressure? Yeah. From a longevity players, like, yeah, from a longevity perspective, this is just my personal opinion. I know um, some of us in this room may not agree with it, but I would say as you get older, like, and throughout your life, like you should be accumulating probably more endurance work than you do strength work. Obviously there's a time and place for both, but I've certainly um, transitioned. Yes. You guys have noticed it probably in the last five years I've transitioned. Still bench uh, and RDL a ton though. A huge amount. <laughs> um, I'll never lose that old man strength, but um, yeah. So my training is certainly transitioned from when I was younger, like these guys, it was really purely kind of 
did my endurance work outside, riding my mountain bike, swimming, running, uh, and on the ice. And uh, then as I got into this profession, still into Olympic weightlifting and didn't put much of a priority on the aerobic side of it. And in the last five years, all that strength work, focus on power, Olympic lifting, it doesn't feel as good on my body anymore. And uh, what feels a lot better is having a placing a higher priority and workload on my endurance aspect. And there's a, another benefit there with endurance training. We can select a modality that doesn't place as much stress on maybe joints or skeleton, uh, skeletal structures, right? We can bike, we can row. Uh, running's a little more stressful, obviously. Uh, you could use a skier, you could swim, which is probably one of the, the greatest modalities for kind of reducing the overall um, stress on the joints there. So it's a, it's another benefit is if you are someone who's maybe I'll just use the word beat up, you can still have uh, a great way to get some exercise in and improve the internal uh, health, right? Your heart and so on. Yeah. All right. We can, uh, I think move on to strength training. Yeah, um, absolutely. Benefits of those. Uh, we'll list a couple here. Um, I think, the first three we're going to list are probably the most important. The first one being an increase in bone density, just because of the stress on the bone, uh, it will get stronger. And it's a, it's a pretty cool thing. We've had some people get bone scans done and, and come back and, and say that they've improved a ton. And even the doctor being shocked how much they've improved. So that's one of them. You have a decreased risk in falling. Um, we live in an environment where there's lots of ice. There's lots of chances to fall. Maybe we, we have a better balance to catch ourselves or maybe we go down and we have the, the um, bone density or the strength to handle the fall. And I'd say coordination too. Like a lot, yep. all the strength training we do, we're doing it on our feet. Mm-hmm. We're not using machines um, sitting yes. down and, and changing pins. Uh, can increase your metabolic rate. Uh, lean muscle mass burns more calories than a fatty tissue. So in theory, burn more calories throughout the day or even at night. Um, which is a nice effect, increased levels of testosterone and growth hormone. Um, Something that people really like, increased self-confidence, walking around, feeling a little bit better, uh, clothes fit better, old clothes fit um, again, I guess. So that's a big one. Um, Maybe it's going to improve your body composition. Maybe you only want to look better, which is fine. Strength training is going to help you get there. Uh, And that's just a couple benefits i think we have many more maybe we'll talk about here but yeah i think chris wrote that stronger people have greater life expectancy which is true and they're harder to kill so that's <laughs> i mean harder to kill the stronger you are yeah apocalypse i mean yeah. he's he's not wrong Don't in that it. sense i think the first three that we talked about on that list the increased bone density decreased risk of falling and the improved activities of daily living are things that people who have been doing strength training for their whole lives really reap the benefit of, and they see the benefit in that because as you age, um, those things become really important um, as far as maintaining a high quality of uh, life and then being able to do the things you want to do. Also just decreasing your risk for mortality. So like as you age, um, I think I know it's it got to be at least in the top three, but um, like a broken hip or something like that from a fall uh, is at least top three um, causes for mortality for the elderly population. If you're doing strength training, you're less likely to probably 
um, fall due to increased coordination, ability to catch yourself, strength, um, to like just support your own body weight, stuff like that. Um, so those are things that I know somebody my age probably doesn't think about or even any of us in this room, but um, they are critical for longevity. Um, and then I guess when you're talking about um, a specific population like our elderly or our elderly female population, I know that a few, I've had a conversation with a few um, people that go here that they went to their doctors and that their bone density, like you had mentioned, had actually gone up as they've gotten older because they've been doing the classes and the, their doctors were just shocked. Like, cause that is atypical. That doesn't yeah. normally happen throughout somebody's life. Um, that can go for youth athletes. Too, exactly. Young, young yeah. Growing kids that we work with. So yeah. Yeah. Both, both ends, ends of the spectrum there and bone density is really important because like if you break a bone, like you, you're, you're, yeah. So like you're at an increased risk Never of becoming a bone. Yeah. Broke my thumb. Thumb? That's Never it. broken one either. Did it? Did you break anything? Uh, collarbone, a couple oh, times. I was gonna say I'm the weakest one here. I was, I was, gonna, I was just gonna ask you: Did your broken thumb put you on the shelf? Like increase your risk of being sedentary? I had to write left-handed. No. Okay. That was it. But I mean, so, so on a, a little bit more serious note, like uh, breaking a bone is a big increased risk of becoming sedentary, and we all know that sedentary people typically aren't as healthy. So. They don't um, live as long. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So one one thing they I've truly seen, are harder to kill. <laughs> one thing I've seen uh, with aging individuals is, say, you go down with uh, an injury, and that's going to happen at some point. You might be hospitalized when we're older. That does happen. Uh, what I've seen and read is that uh, those who have more muscle mass are going to come out better after their uh, stay in the hospital because typically during that time you're on bed rest, you're going to be losing muscle mass. Obviously, you have more muscle mass when you come in. You're going to have more than someone else when you come out if they came in with less. Uh, and so that allows you to still stay independent and do things on your own, which we also know is a really good indicator of how long you can live. The longer we can stay independent and take care of ourselves, the longer we can live. Uh, but that requires a minimum level of strength, right? The strength to get up and down out of a chair, to lift things, carry groceries, open car doors, cook, all that kind of stuff. Uh, requires a minimum level of muscle mass, which strength training should help you build it up now and then you try to maintain it throughout your entire life. Uh, but the more you have, say you do get put on a shelf from a fall or uh, an illness, you can kind of keep that muscle in reserve. Uh, so when you get out of the hospital, you can recover either faster or just maintain your independence when you get out. Quality of life's huge. Yes, big right. time. Those are very good points. Now, I guess that can this is where we can debate a little bit. I mean, what do we think is better? Uh, aerobic first before strength, strength before aerobic. I mean, I, th I think it depends on age and maybe needs of a client or where they're at, but what do we think? I mean, the, the cop-out answer is it depends yeah. on the person. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard. It's very context specific. I would say, gosh, I mean, if people, I kind of liked your analogy or talking about if you want to come in and do strength training, but you can't even get through the necessary amount of work that you need to do to get stronger, then you're somebody who needs to focus on endurance work first. Even though your long-term goal might be strength gains, endurance, you need to build your endurance base. Um, 
And then I'm personally biased from a longevity standpoint. I think people should just be doing more endurance work in general, um, just from a heart health and cardiovascular perspective, as in our country, that's something that is, there's many people that struggle with that. So if you can combat that um, I th- with simple cyclical work, um, I think people should be doing more of that. Yeah, I, I don't want to look at it as like one or the other. Uh, I don't. We don't live in that world. Uh, I think we can uh, certainly <clears throat> look at it from a perspective where what should we prioritize? What's more important? Uh, at this point in my life, it's one more important, and it fe- makes me feel better to prioritize my endurance training over my strength training. Uh, so th- that's what I've done, and I feel much better for it. So I, and I think you guys all have seen our class structure and that's why we value both of them, right? Not that we necessarily have longer, longer aerobic endurance sessions, but there is some conditioning or endurance aspect to it. And then there's also strength. So it's kind of a blended hybrid version on that. And from what I hear from people too, uh, our, our folks, when they're traveling, they're out of town, they're hitting up another gym down and while they're on vacation. They show up, and when there's an, uh, an aerobic or an endurance component to it, they're they're dusting people. They're doing extremely well. Just crushing the competition. Yeah, crushing, literally crushing the competition uh, aerobically. <laughs> our folks are very fit. They're um, very good endurance trained, uh, and it, it it shows as a result of our of our programming uh, and the work that our coaches put in and and you guys too so it's it's a lot of fun i've gone (laughs) believe it or not i've said this a few times to people i've gone to a couple gyms in florida and done extremely well (laughs) in some of the endurance uh workouts now chris what's the role of the krebs cycle with the endurance (laughs) do we really want to no we don't (laughs) oh take a deep dive into the krebs people are exiting out of the app yeah Yeah. we'll we'll be here for way too long right we nadh shuttles what is that? I don't, oh even, I don't even know. Yeah. I, don't, I can't okay. even tell you right now. All right. I, I want to touch on this a little bit. Uh, so we talked about how context is really important here. Uh, I think if we're looking at only health, like that's your only thing you care about, I think you could probably make a pretty strong argument that endurance would be more important or aerobic training would be more important. And uh, how I would support that is no matter how strong you are, if your heart's not working correctly and there's issues with the cardiovascular system you might not make it as long to even use that strength whereas someone who has enough heart health they're probably going to live a little bit longer and even if they don't have as much muscle mass they're still probably getting more out of it from a longevity standpoint now obviously i'm with chris i think you should be doing both but uh, if the heart is not in a healthy place i think you should definitely put some more time in there for performance uh, i actually kind of come from a powerlifting background so i was in that community for a while uh you know, we're talking people who this isn't their day job. Uh, you know, they're not making their money from just powerlifting. Uh, a lot of them prioritize just strength training. and They'll even avoid endurance or aerobic training. And I think that is uh, an issue. I think that those people should be more concerned with health, uh, you know, because they're doing this kind of as a recreational thing. And I understand wanting to pursue, th- pursue something at 100%. But you have to realize at the end of the day, you know, this isn't paying the bills. This isn't going to... Uh, raise my children. This isn't going to, you know, support my loved ones and whatnot. 
Um, so you probably need to weigh the risks there. And I would add in some endurance training. And you guys were talking about baseball. I think you could make the argument that someone who just strength trains for baseball, they might do better than someone who just endurance trains. Yep. Right? We could agree with that. They might not be able to peak as high as they could as if they did both, uh, but they probably would certainly be better at swinging a bat or swinging harder yeah. with more strength. That versus, and there's, does that depend on what type of athlete, like genetically, or what kind of athlete they are? No, that's true. There's someone might be born and there's better. There's no denying that. So I think you're kind of alluding to this. There are certain sports that are tailored more towards yes, certain, context. yeah, certain people of certain traits. Like we have either played sports or known somebody in our life that they are just crazy powerful and they're just like, it's just natural. Those people are going to steer more towards those power sports, football, baseball, stuff like that. And then naturally like you have people who are just more enduring you're gonna see them kind of filter into those sports um, and, and that's where lower body weight too, exactly you know? yeah and and that's where the context really does matter but for us as general population people um doing that mix of both is gonna lead to our best chance at maximizing our longevity and i think that's what we really all care about um in yeah. the end if exactly you, if you don't in like if you don't care about it right now this year you will at some point i mean yeah i, I think you could say that the smaller you are the less you weigh, you weigh the easier it's going to be on your heart or do we debate that a little I, bit more i think that's I mean, supported by yeah yes. evidence with bmi right at the doctor's office they take your height and your weight and they give you a number on uh, that number is associated with cardiovascular risk so yeah you have to agree with that yeah. Re- regardless of if you're big and jacked there's still yeah. increased risk And for those of us who are here at the gym and maybe take CrossFit a little bit more seriously, do we want to talk about that a little bit? In terms of of programming extra, what do you need? Yeah, programming a little bit extra and what you should prioritize so that you can kind of minimize bottlenecking yourself if you want to be somebody who's competitive. So, yeah, we're talking Um, in context of like doing well at a competition for sure or like yeah. extra work for folks at the yeah time, extra right? work if they, if they just want to get better even at the daily metcon that's um, i think I, that's I, a, a large majority yeah for sure but it, i mean it's gonna be what the people want or even what you're good at if you're someone who does very well on endurance workouts and you know that you do very well i think you can maybe kind of skew your training towards more strength if you struggle getting through a class and doing very well on a conditioning then maybe um, you can do more aerobic work. So kind of knowing what you need is probably your number one thing to yeah. to look at. And being, like, being honest with you. Yeah, it's, it's relatively easy to identify, I think, for most yeah. people. You know, like you look at your peers, like, wow, I'm lifting way more than everyone else. You know, then you're probably a candidate for someone who needs more endurance training or maybe you're not and everyone's lifting way more than you, but then you just dominate them in a running workout. So it could be based that way. Um you should still enjoy it, though, whatever you're selecting. Yeah. You know, if you just hate it. Unless you're getting paid millions. Exactly. Which you know, you've already talked end, about. At the end of the day, you know, what, what's paying the bills? Yeah. Gotta stay healthy. And when we talk about, like, skewing our training a little bit to maybe adding some extra aerobic or strength, it doesn't have to be like, well, this is the only way I can train now. Like, doing something like a four to eight week strength cycle or something like that or even just you know asking us for an extra suggestion of like hey where do i start you know with like adding additional strength work or stuff like that and we're probably going to start with 
just simple two, compound two movements. Times a week. Yeah, two to three times a week, <clears throat> simple compound movements that utilize a lot of muscle mass. It's going to be your most bang for your buck. So we're looking at like a squat, so like a back squat or a front squat, whatever we're probably not doing um, in the weekly <clears throat> in the weekly class structure. Um, I think in if you're looking at it from like a CrossFit perspective, like getting your overhead stronger is going to help you in a lot of the movements. Um, so like strict pressing or push pressing or something like that. Um, and then, yeah, I guess from there it, it is very, uh, individual dependent, but compound movements, like you don't need to be doing single arm, single leg, unilateral, this unilateral, that I know there's a lot if your of goal is strength. I know there's, yeah, I, I know there's, yeah, there from a pure strength, for it, exactly. Yes. But I mean, then you got to look at time, like how much time do you really have? Like you could have one day where it's five by five back squat or whatever you want to do with the back squat. The other day you do weightlifting, mm-hmm. six by three, six by two, six by one, 10 by, and just keep it there. Cause I, I don't think a lot of us have hours to do three or four training and sessions. And even so, if you do have the hours, maybe you don't have the recovery resources and you're going to end up getting hurt from just way too much volume, way too quick. So I do like the recommendation of, you know, where do I start from right now? Maybe do two times extra per week. I wouldn't do five times extra a week at an hour each, two times extra, three times extra with, you know, a 30 minute kind of a window for your training is probably a really, really good place to start. You know, you avoid burnout this way and probably still make some really good progress. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could even throw that third time in if you're doing strength work and to have one aerobic day or yeah. if you want to do more aerobic bias two aerobic days one strength day um but it doesn't have to be a ton uh unfortunately aerobic work generally isn't as exciting that's why i don't think as many people like doing that um as opposed to like a deadlift work to a heavy deadlift or even doing extra like muscle ups yeah. i think aerobic can be the hardest so you got to try to find a way that's not yeah, as monotonous not like joe said yeah. it's also probably a little bit harder to see an aerobic gain i guess like in air quotes there um as quickly as you less might see a, a, yeah less metrics as quickly as you might see a strength gain so you may be able to put five to ten pounds on a press or a squat in a week you, you're not going to bring you, your yeah. 2k down by 10 seconds <laughs> exactly yeah depends on your, hey, or your one, you mile, you're one mile unless run you're down doing it wrong <laughs> your technique was terrible that's yeah. true um, it is important too to keep record of this stuff you know how do you know you're getting better? Or maybe I'm not getting many better, but I put in eight weeks and I should be better. How you feel after, I guess, is kind of a that's a good more good point. Way, right? Do we uh, have any tests we really like for aerobic? Like what about like a ten minute bike? I love max that. calorie. That's one of my yeah, favorites. Max calorie. That's two k two thousand meter. Yeah. yeah, one mile run. Or you can even say five k. I'd say five k. Yeah, I like five k. Yeah, and then when you're doing interval work. Um, If you can, say, do five intervals of maybe like a 500-meter row resting either like one-to-one, so however long it takes you to row, and then you rest that amount of time, or a set amount of rest, something like 90 seconds to two minutes, and then you can sustain your same pace or very close to for for all five intervals, Um, that's a really good indicator that you're taking a step in the right direction as far as... Uh, your aerobic system is concerned if you're somebody who you do one super fast 500 and then you just die for your last four you got some work to do which is okay or it could like, be an issue with pacing it could be an issue with pacing but it's also um 
a yes. red flag might be going off that there might not be a huge amount of capacity yeah, there. Able to recover. Exactly. Yep. Um, you could also pair machines too. I mean, it's a 20, 25 minute AMRAP. Uh, I did uh, today. I did 20 minute or a 21 minute AMRAP, 20 cal bike, 20 cal ski. Simple as that. You could retest that four weeks later. Um, but pretty easy to set up. Only took 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's going to help you. Yeah, I think, you know, we talked about how endurance training, you could do these, like, I could do a 20-minute concept two bike at X pace. You know, that's not super fun. So you have a more fun way of kind of breaking it up. I really like doing something like uh, like we did today in class. You did four minutes at each machine, then three minutes, then two minutes, then one minute, just so it's a little less monotonous. And obviously, you can get really creative with this sort of stuff, and you could do all yeah, sorts okay. of different <laughs> intervals uh, with that. So you like monotony. I remember one day you did a 60 minute row. I like that stuff, but and I did 60 minutes of three different things. It was fine. And we yeah. got similar effect. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, and while doing aerobic work, you can also trickle in some skill work. Um, so maybe that 21 minute workout that you did today turns into you're throwing in, you know, Five pull-ups or a yeah. tota bar or something like that. And that's going to help increase your, um, capacity in those gymnastic movements too, because you might not be breathing super hard, but you're breathing hard enough where it's demanding, uh, your brain to at least think about what you're doing. So you're going to get a little bit better at that skill. Um, and I think it's a little bit more fun when you break it up in certain ways. I could not imagine doing a 60 minute row. To me, that would be, I watched a movie. Oh, well, that's fair. I mean, so yeah, I would want to pull. I would want a weightlifting documentary that wasn't in English. It was in black and white. Wow, I was just suffering. Good for you. I was, yeah, never uh, do that again. Never. Uh, but I guess one personal thing to see, like I, I think it's, and I, I touched on it a little bit. I think it's easier to attack strength and skill work if you're doing extra than aerobic. So don't neglect that. If if you know you're not a very aerobic athlete, oftentimes that's what you need. Um, and you can ask us, even if it's one extra session a week, that you have 30 minutes, um, go after that. Uh, but that's just I mean, kind of common things I've seen. Like we have one listed here, six by 500 meter row, two minute rest in between. You know, it could be as simple as that. Uh, that's week one, week two, maybe you add one set. So you do seven by 500 meters, or you could increase your pace by one to two seconds. Uh, it really could be that simple. Um, so if you have a question or decrease rest by exactly. 15, 30 seconds or change the modality, go to the bike, six by a thousand meter bike, you know, there's all sorts of ways to, yeah. there's not rest. one blueprint that's going to get you to where maybe a, a goal, you have to try some stuff out and know that you got to work hard. I mean, yeah. Doing nothing <clears throat> is going to get you nowhere real fast. So, um, utilize us as resources or, um, on, honestly, just sit down, think about it a little bit, realize that maybe I really don't like the rower that much. Well, maybe I should just do a little bit extra work on the rower and mm-hmm. I become a little bit better at it. And I like what you said earlier, you know, maybe four to eight weeks, focus on something. Maybe you row every Tuesday or whatever it is. Uh, do that for four weeks and then maybe you want to switch it up after that. Good. But I think there should be some uh, consistency with your training if you truly do want to get better at it. You can't just do it, you know, once this day and then never again and expect something to change. Two weeks won't cut it. Yeah. It needs to be Most time likely. to adapt. Uh, all right. I thought that was great, guys. Um, again, endurance training, strength training, a little bit of both there. Um, hope 
Hope you got something from this. If you have more questions, please feel free to reach out to us. Any other comments? Um, Remember to wash your hands. There it is. Yeah, we needed the public service. Yeah. (laughs) We went through the whole podcast without mentioning uh, coronavirus, so. Well, until now. There it is, yeah. (laughs) If people make it this far. All right. Until next week. All right, guys.